December 23rd, the episode dropping on Christmas Eve. But we had to get our picks in. It's a special week. A lot going on. But we felt the best way to sign off of 2020 and to ring in the Christmas season was with all of our favorites. Who do we have today? We are so lucky to have the entire from the stands pick squad here. We got Mr. Ryan Colville, Mr. Connor Murphy, and Mr. Thomas. We got everybody here. What's up, boys? Thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. We did it. Heck and egg, guys. Yes, sir. 2020 yeah. is almost over, boys. We almost are through this shit show of a year. Thank so, you guys for taking the time and coming on. Let's go. So we're going to do picks today, boys. Six picks as we do every week. But I, I do want to throw a little bit of the playoff picture around because, you know, we're in week 16 now. So only two more games left for every team. We have a good, un- like at least a real, you know, we have a really good understanding of who's going to be in. Still a lot of jostling about who's going to play who. So let, let's lay out the AFC first. The Kansas City Chiefs are 13-1. and one. They are sitting in that by position this year there's only one by per conference number two is the buffalo bills at 11 and three they would play the miami dolphins who are sitting at seven at nine and five the pittsburgh steelers 11 and three would play the indianapolis colts 10 and four preview for later the tennessee titans at 10 and four would play the cleveland browns at 10 and four as well in the hunt we have the baltimore ravens also at nine and five chomping at the heels of the miami dolphins and technically, the Las Vegas Raiders are still, they're still here, but they're not. The North, the AFC North and AFC South are still up for grabs with Tennessee still battling with Indy and the Browns still with a chance to overtake the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Ryan, I want to throw to you here first. Outside of, of the Chiefs, who of the four home teams, the Bills, Steelers and Titans, do you trust the most? heading into the playoffs? Uh, you know, for me right now, it's got to be the Bills. You know, I, I like the Titans a lot. I think Titans are a fun team to watch. Um, their defense is a little bit iffy for me, um, but their offense is one of the best in the league. So I do like the Titans and Pittsburgh just a mess right now. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later when we do the game picks. But, you know, Buffalo right now to me is kind of that team where I'm like, they probably are built the best and have the best chance at playing and knocking off the Kansas City. I personally don't think anybody will, but I do think that, you know, Buffalo is that team. And, you know, if, if Buffalo is not great at anything, it's run defense, and that's not Kansas City's strength. So, you know, I think, I think Buffalo is the team that uh, Kansas City's got to watch out for so at if, this point. But if the Ravens sneak in in that seven seed, you mentioned the run defense, it, that could be a bit of an issue for them, right? Oh, for sure. And honestly, like, yeah, in Baltimore last two, three weeks, they've been playing really well. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to come down to who who faces who that first week. But, you know, right now, to me, Buffalo is pretty clearly that second-best team in the AFC. Ian, bear with me here. It's going to be a lot of me throwing around. So, I'm going to throw to you here. We did MVPs, LVPs yesterday with Hayes Gardner. Who do you trust the least out of these AFC teams that are currently sitting in the playoffs it doesn't I, mean, I don't know how i don't know how it's not pittsburgh i mean i think where we are with pittsburgh is that you're so one-dimensional and we're going to get into them with picks but 
they're so one dimensional and their one dimension isn't very good. And, you know, I, I think the injuries have zapped their defense a bit between the Dupree injury and the Bush injury. You know, I'm not the biggest Bush or Dupree fan, you know, but they are key cogs to that defense. And clearly it's making a difference. And look, you know, again, I, I don't want to give too much away on the pick side, but if we're talking about quarterbacks in the AFC, where is Ben on that list? Because he's got to be close to the bottom. Yeah, of the playoff teams, you'd probably only trust him more than Tua at this point, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I trust him more than Tua, but that doesn't say much. I mean, Miami wins games in spite of Tua. Mm -hmm. So to me, the, the team I can't trust right now is Pittsburgh. And hey, if, if they come in and have a huge win against the Colts this week and that defense ramps up and Tomlin gets them going, hey, maybe we're having a different discussion. But the last three weeks... It's not just that they're losing. It's that it's alarming what's happening. It is alarming what's happening. That game on Monday night was a, an utter disaster. Murph, are the Ravens getting in or the Dolphins? I think the Ravens are going to get it done. I mean, it, it really does seem like they've kind of gone back, back to what really does work for them, right? At the first half of the season, I think they were trying to do a little too much in the air. And they, you know, they seem to have really picked, you know, the, Ingram getting hurt almost helped them as much as it sucks to say that. I really feel like them getting into a flow with, uh, with Gus and Dobbins has really helped them actually move the ball a little more consistent, you know, consistently on offense. Um, that, Murph, that is a fantastic point. You're a thousand percent right. Every carry that doesn't go to those two is a crime. Yeah. And it stinks because like, I, I like Ingram, I want to see him do well, but when they're trying to spell with him and it kind of throws off that offense, it, it really wasn't looking great. Um, it seems like they really have started to right the ship. Uh, it seems like Lamar's, you know, maybe got a little more confidence back after those cramps. So, well, hey, and real cramps. quick, real quick, cramps. on Baltimore, on Baltimore with Lamar, you know why Baltimore's cruising again, right? Because Lamar's running the football. Yep. And all of a sudden, everything opens up around Lamar running the football. It was never all that difficult. Nope. So let's, Ian, I, I know you want to talk about who the best team in the AFC is, the AFC North in particular. Do you want to jump in now or do you want to save it before we do the Pittsburgh pick? Well, no, I mean, I think we can just address that now. We've already talked about Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think it's a worthwhile discussion. Who is the best team in the AFC North? Oh, I think it's Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the best team in the AFC North. I would agree. I, I think it's Baltimore, but it's close. I love what Cleveland's doing. I, I like me too, but I, are, I, I can't trust the Browns. I, I understand, I understand. But there there has not been five quarterbacks in football better than Baker Mayfield over the past month. So that is all good news for Cleveland. I, I still think it's Baltimore by a hair. It has to be. They just beat them. But it's – and I think the, the best – so the best team in that division what, – what do you think, Tomes? Is the best team in that division outside of the playoff picture right now? It's, it, there's a chance, right? I mean, like you said, we saw – a fantastic matchup last week between those two teams, between Cleveland and Baltimore. And I, I kept flip-flopping just like, you know, how the game was going. I think, I think you're right though, Ian, like it's, it's maybe by a hair, possibly Baltimore. I, I like what Cleveland has been doing. Play calling has been much better and much more suited for Baker. That team has come to play and, and, and so is he. And, and he's, you know, hopefully not doing as much, of his stupid talking off the field and doing more of it on the field this year, which is nice to see, but, oh my God, but, after, but, that shit. but after seeing what Cincinnati 
did to this Pittsburgh team and how they are just completely crumbling. And they have a big, big matchup this week, right? And like Sean will say, we'll get into it in the picks. It's it's like, how do you not kind of pick Baltimore right now as as the favorite in that division, right? Recency biased is crazy. Uh, we all said we're never picking Baltimore again. Tom's uh, Connor was never picking against Tomlin. No, 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 no. Never picking the Rams again. And if we would have done picks last week, which we didn't, and the Rams were in there, I wouldn't have picked them, and I would have been right. And yet, two weeks ago, you let our friend Connor talk you into taking the Browns in one and of we, the worst. We had it. In one of the we worst loss covers. We had seen. it. So, Tom's, you're lucky that Ian's on this podcast and that his name is also on the title because I was going to let you ice out as we get to the NFC. And that's where we're going right now. Right now in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers have the bye at 11-3. and three, And let me tell you, you could have paid me $1,000. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that the Packers were in first. I would have just assumed it was the Saints. The Saints are second at 10-4. and four. They would play the Arizona Cardinals at 8-6. and six. The Seahawks are at 10-4 and four as well. They would play the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at nine and five Washington football club is holding that vaunted NFC East title right now. They would play the Los Angeles Rams still technically in the hunt, the Chicago bears at seven and seven and basically anyone who plays in the NFC East, the Cowboys at five and nine, the giants at five and nine and the Eagles at four, nine. And with that very important, potentially very important tie. So Tomes, you're in a Jalen hurts Jersey. How you got one so fast? Not so sure. Are your he boys just up? got the job? Are the and, e- I, and I just got the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> are the Eagles making the playoffs? When we went back a couple of weeks and we were all picking the winner, or at least who we thought the winners of the uh, of the NFC East were, I think we were all in agreement. It was either Washington or New York for the most part. Um, I think Philly losing. To Arizona last week obviously hinders that opportunity for them to, to close the gap. Um, they have two big divisional games coming up this week, you know, starting with Dallas and then uh, Washington next week. I mean, of course, mathematically, this division is still a crapshoot and anybody technically can win it. Are the Eagles winning it? I mean, it, it depends what Eagles team shows up. If we see the Eagles team of the past 13 weeks, no, absolutely not. If we're going to see this new uh, energized rejuvenated team led by, you know, Jalen Hurts, baby, then, yeah, I mean, like, this guy has brought life back to this team. The only the only thing and the only reason oh, I'm wait, going on, to say on, no, the only reason I'm you going to say no You know they lost last week, right? No, no, I know. I know. I said okay. because they lost, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. All right. But listen. It, it Jalen team, hurts. This, this, it does Jalen Hurts a lot. But I, I think this team has just – too many injuries. This the secondary is banged up now. This team's getting picked picked apart. I, I'd be hard pressed to pick them, and and I'm still going to stick with what I said a couple weeks ago. I think Washington wins the division. Well, there is a roadmap though, because obviously there you beat is. the Cowboys this week. Washington and New York both lose. You go into next week's game against Washington with the opportunity to go to the playoffs. So there is a roadmap, but it's a little bit of wishful thinking, Connor. The NFC East, as we are, as we mentioned, is up for grabs. The NFC South is kind of up for grabs. New Orleans would have to lose both games. Tampa would have to win both games as New Orleans owns the tiebreaker there. And the West is definitely up for grabs. So I ask you, following that loss to the Jets last week, 
are you going to ride with the Rams winning out and Seattle going one and one, or are you going to pick Seattle coming out of the NFC West? I mean, seeing what I saw last week makes it tough to trust anything the Rams do here on out. Like I, I got to go with Seattle. I mean, either their, their defense is still isn't great, but it seems like this last third of the season, they've really, they've, they've found a way to at least get some key stops. So that way Russ can, you know, at least try to outscore some guys in a boat race maybe. But yeah, I just, I don't trust anything the Rams are doing right now. I, if I'm a Rams fan, I would have hated what I saw this last week. I, I don't think they're going to get it done. Ian, on a quick question on Seattle. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Who's more upset? Carson Wentz truthers or, or people who after week five put tons of money on Russ to win the MVP. Who's more so, upset right now? Carson Wentz truthers are people that wear wide receivers gloves to games at Seattle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's who we're picking. That's who we're picking between. It's that's probably Wentz truthers because it seems Ooh, like they can't, you know, there's no money there. Emo- Russell but emotionally, Wilson, they're just unstable. Russell yeah. Wilson was emotionally. Do you know, Russell Wilson was a damn was, lock. Yeah. No, he totally, was a lock. But- like, I don't know what happened. The weapons are the same. There's no big injuries, although Carson was in and out. Like, I, I'm staggered. This was like it, Russell Wilson's MVP was a mortal lock. Now it's Mahomes, Mahomes or Rodgers. Like, okay, boy, okay, boys, two more quick ones before we get to, to picks. Ryan, let's say that this holds as is, and the Rams are going to play Washington, and you're forced to bet the game. What is your confidence level one to 10 taking a spread of seven? With the Rams on the road, do we have to watch the game? Taking a spread of seven, seven. Uh, oh my god! High, very, very, very high. High. I know you I, and I, I are higher on the Rams than I most. love the Rams. Okay, and, and so, so what Did you love them at, last week when they lost the Jets? Listen, I mean, everybody has bad games. I, I, I understand bad that. games. They, they, they played. They played a junior college. Yeah, I mean, but but it was it was it was just a weird game. Like it was. The Rams played really bad. The Jets played as well as they can. And they just got beat by a bad team. I, I personally, I mean, we'll get to the pick this week, but I like the Rams a lot. The Rams are one of the few teams that can say they got number one defense in terms of yardage, and they got a top 10 offense in terms of yardage. So how many teams can say they're in the top 10 of both offense and defense? Not many. You know, to me, this is a bounce back week. If they win this week, they'll probably win the division. And then now they're, you know, they're, they're cruising, but I think the Rams are a very dangerous team to play against because they've, they're very balanced. And if they keep Jared Goff to a manageable situation, then, Oh my God. Then okay, I, I so like the Rams a lot. I do. Just I, so I you think know, they're a really good team. To answer your question, only two teams can say that they're in the top 10 in offense and defense, and they both play in the NFC South. That is the saints and the bucks, but Ian jump in before we move on. How many teams? So you say how many teams can be number one in defense and top ten in offense? That's amazing. How many teams can say they lost to the goddamn Jets? One, one. The NFL. The NFL. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. NFL is hard. Yeah, of course it's hard. That team is trying to lose. Trying to lose. Okay, this is 
This is the Jared Goff experiment. Look, I'm not saying that that defenses are good. I'm not saying that they should beat Washington, but pretending like we can trust Jared Goff a million Jared, percent. Wait, what are we doing? But Jared Goff had nothing to do with that with that loss. Oh, that's okay. not true. That's that is pick. not true. They did not turn the ball over. He just played. He played like he normally does. The rest of the team. Stopped. Third and four, fourth and four. The guys throwing thirty yard bombs down the field to Jared Gerald Everett and some other fucking bum. Hey, he doesn't. He doesn't play. He doesn't call the plays. <laughs> Get out of here with that. I, I now. I'd love to know. I love the I'd Rams. Love to know. I'd love to know what his yards per attempt was because there's just no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse. And, and again, yeah, you can be top 10 in, in defense and offense and all this other stuff and feel good about yourself. All you want, you lost to the jets, anyone, 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 anyone that thinks they are trusting that result is ridiculous. Jared Goff's QBR was 18, 18. Listen, I, I I agree it was a bad loss, but they wasn't Jared Goff's fault. If they if they come back and they beat Seattle this week, then all for naught, right? You move on, you 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 rebound and you move forward. Final but word. I, final word for really, Murph. Go ahead. Really, really wish that the Raiders lost to the Jets because it is so much more fun to make fun of the Raiders than it is almost any other team in the NFL. That would have been fun. It just would have been fun. It would have been fun to make fun it, of them with you guys for like 20 minutes. That's it's my fun, only point. It's fun to make fun of the Eagles. I'm, I'm just going to say that now, especially since their number one fan doesn't like to have fun. Right, Connor? So That's he hates not uh, Hey, the last two weeks, Tom's I've been, been, a lot I've of been fun. having a lot of fun. Tom's has been a fun guy the last two weeks. So, so let's have some fun. It's been fun. Life is a highway. Let's have some fun. Let's move to picks. The first one comes on Christmas Day. Where the NFL says, fuck you, NBA, we're gonna just going to slide right in there and take a bunch of your ratings with a 3.30 start. That is between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by seven. The over-under is 52. Tomes, since it is the NFC, why don't you jump in? Vikings have this history of being like tormentors, even like leading up to the playoffs or even in the playoffs in the last couple of years. You know, we've seen some, some upsets in the past with, with New Orleans. Um, but I, I, again, and I, I hate to always keep coming back to it, but saying that, you know, th- that Vikings key to success again, always runs through the path of, of Dalvin cook. Now this saints D is one of, if not the best in the NFL in terms of stopping the run, especially right. They've had one poor game when it came to that, not them just saying it was against Phil where they let not one, but two guys rush for over a hundred yards, which they haven't done in, I don't know. I think it was like, like 30, 40 games. Like it was something wild. Yes. We know right? that your team played great but, against good teams. We no, no, no. But, but, but I, I think, I think if, if, if new Orleans shuts that down, right. I, I, I don't see any issues for them to cruise to victory in this game. Um, I'm taking, oh, and even with, even with Michael Thomas coming or out for this game, I think look to uh, look to Emmanuel Sanders having possibly a big game this week. Um, I like the Saints in this one. Uh, I also like the over as well. Go ahead, Murph. Murph's woke moment. All right, hear me out. There isn't really a crowd. They're still playing in a dome. I really like the Vikings to cover only because of that. That's it. They're still playing in a dome. No crowds. It's basically neutral site. Uh, 
sort of, except for like the hotel thing, but whatever. Hotels are fun. They're cool. You get nice, you get wet, well rested. Uh, I'm going, I'm going with the Vikings. I think the Vikings cover, but I want the under. Ryan. I'm taking New Orleans to win too. Um, I'm going with Tom's in this one. I don't know. I, I mean, Minnesota kind of scares me because their offense can be really dangerous. Um, you know, New Orleans defense is really good. Been a little bit leaky against the run recently, but you know, I, I, Minnesota's pass defense is better than they were when they started the season. But I can just see Drew Brees just cutting them apart this week. So I, I, I think Minnesota is dangerous, but I think New Orleans will cover, and I think they'll they'll win this game pretty big. Ian, break. Are you gonna make us a split tie here with the Vikings, or are you gonna take the same? Wait. Wait, 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 wait. So you think the Drew Brees from last week, who was 15 of 34, is, is cutting up who? I, it's, <laughs> Drew, Drew Brees. Could, could he cut was, up the second team in practice? He sh- Drew Brees showed up after like four weeks off and played the best team in the league. So listen, I mean, it, this, he's, Drew Brees of today is not the Drew Brees of the past, but Drew Brees can show up and he can hit the little passes. And, you know, the New Orleans wide receivers can do those quick little slants and they're all those rookie DBs on Minnesota. You know, I don't, I don't think they can handle it. So I, th- and, I think he's just going to slice them up. And I bet, I bet you Drew Brees was not even playing at 100% last week either. Yeah. Well, okay. 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 Let's not, let's not start this nonsense about, oh, they played the best team in the league. Yes, Kansas City is the best team in the league. That defense is nowhere near the Absolutely. top. Yeah, so they're, they're let's, good pass let's, defense, but still. Come on, yep. man. Come yep. on, man. You know what you do if you're a quarterback playing the Chiefs? You're like, where's Javarius Ward? Where's he at? Oh, he's go- he's he's basically standing on the sidelines, not covering anyone. Let's throw in his direction. Like, no, no, no but, but 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 the point is, is that you're you, when you're playing Kansas City, you have to have a certain mentality that you got to throw the ball a lot. That you're that in Kansas City got ahead and. You know, the the a lot of the onus falls on Drew Brees coming back after missing a lot of games. I'm again, I'm not saying Drew Brees is a is a world beater at this point in his career, but you go and put him up against a bunch of rookie corners on Minnesota. I think there's a chance that they're going to have some trouble. Again, I don't disagree. I mean, I, you can't be impressed with that secondary outside of Harrison Smith. But again, uh, you know, I, I argue all this, and I'm probably leaning Saints. Anyway, the Vikings have gotten better against the pass, but they're bad against the pass. And the Saints, as Tom said, like the the Vikings run with Dalvin Cook and the Saints have one of the best rush defenses in the league. So, you know, it doesn't even have to be about Breeze. It, it doesn't even have to be that simple. I'm with Murph on, on, on the one thing I will say, if you are supporting the Vikings, if you want to roll with Murph here, is that Kirk Cousins has been as good as anyone this, at the you know, latter half of this season. I mean, he's been really, really good. Saints at home, coming off a tough loss. This was one of the best teams in the league for the majority of the season. I got the Saints here too, but I don't like it. Wow. Wow. Dome theory. Watch out. That's all I got to say. Dome theory. The, the Vikings have not covered in five straight games, but they do cover in New Orleans. They are eight and four in their last 12, six and one in their last seven playing in New Orleans. Just so eight and four, sorry, against New Orleans in general, six and one in in New Orleans. I'm not saying the Vikings are good. I think that they're fine. Brisky. And they're out of the playoffs. 
but so is the next game. And this is what I'm going to say. I think one of the, either the Vikings or the next road team that we're going to talk about, I think one of them is going to keep this really, really close. And I put my faith in the Vikings to do that. I think that they are sevens just to me. It's, it sounds crazy, but it just feels like one too many points. So I'm going to take the Vikings on the road to cover the seven because they feel like they like playing in New Orleans. So let's move on here. The next game is a Saturday game. A little There's three, I believe, on, on, on coming up this Saturday. The San Francisco 49ers are playing against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are minus four and a half. The over-under is 49. This is what I meant. I feel like one of these, the Cardinals, sorry, the 49ers or the Vikings is going to surprise someone. They're both eliminated. They both have talent on both sides of the field. And they're both playing teams who need the victory. So you would automatically lean towards the team that needs it, the team that, that it has something to play for. But that's not football. It's just not. that You're, you're going to have one of these teams playing carefree, playing loose. I almost lean towards the 49ers because it's a divisional, divisional rival. And normally those ones are closer. So I could be eating my words. I could be flip-flopping on this, and I could be backwards. But at four and a half, the Cardinals played at home last week against, against the Eagles. Very entertaining game. They're staying at home. I like the four and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals on this one. Ian, what do you think? I think what's worth noting is that this is a home game for both. So there's no travel involved. San Francisco's playing in Arizona anyway. So, you know, that's going to sort of be an interesting dynamic. Um, Kyler's coming off an awesome game. Maybe one of the best games he's had this year. And I think for the Cardinals, obviously with San Francisco being out for the Cardinals, this has to be about keeping your playoff pace and keeping things alive. I think the most intriguing thing for San Francisco is when do we see Josh Rosen? You know, I, they signed him yesterday. I'd be really interested to see when he checks in. I didn't I mean, even know that. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I mean, he's the 10th overall pick in 2018. Obvious clear bust thus far. But if you're going to be a team, if you're a quarterback looking to rejuvenate their career, the best place for you to go is to work with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you know, they have two backup quarterbacks that every time they check into the game, they look okay. You know, Mullins and Beathard, like every time one of them is playing, like they look better than you know, whoever the Bengals trot out every week between Finley and the whoever the other guy is. So the 49ers are so well coached, you have to be concerned. But the at the end of the day, Arizona needs this one. I know they're a young team, so sometimes they struggle to rise to the occasion. But that San Francisco pass defense is ain't what it used to be. So I'm going to roll with Kyler here, and I'm going to roll with, the 40, with Arizona against the 49ers. Tomes, you're rolling with the cards as well? Yeah, I am. And you know what, Sean, you brought up a good point that I was thinking about too when I was looking at some of these matchups, especially with last one and this one, with teams that are kind of out of the picture and can sort of put a bump in the road or, or, or play spoiler, essentially. And uh, I think two things for me. One, and Ian, you nailed it on the head, Kyler coming off a phenomenal game last week, not only using his legs, but like staying in the pocket, showing what he can do with his arm as well, too. And yeah, I was very sure. impressed he was, he with was what he could excellent. do. He looked very good. He looked like a well-coached quarterback who was, you know, finding his reads, reading defenses, playing well. And it was awesome to see. And you build off that and you go into your next game. I think the only thing is with it being a divisional game, you always put so much onus on those at the beginning of the year. You need to win your divisional games, right? And you need to win your divisional games at home. 
and I know everything's changed with, with, with the fan situation. Right. But I think to me, I mean, I, I think Arizona sweeps, sweeps the series here. They go two and zero against San Fran. I like Arizona in this game. And what, 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 before we move, before we move to the next guy, I just want to say, can we give Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, like a massive shout out? Like what they're doing constantly putting these quarterbacks in the league. And I, you know, I've talked about how great Baker's been, obviously, you know, we're going to get to Jalen in a little bit. I mean, he's been beyond impressive and, and Kyler is Kyler. Why is no one hired this man yet? Like this is three years in a row, three years in a row that we're talking about. Honestly, really good quarterback play and Kyler and Jalen, obviously a little more electric than Baker, but Baker's been as good as anybody this year. So you know, maybe not at like the, obviously not the Rogers Mahomes level, but I mean, we're talking about a guy that was nowhere near the top 10 last year and he's sort of peeking in right now. So, you know, we got to give Oklahoma a shout out. They're doing some stuff down there. And yet I'm sure Sooners fans are really liking a consolation prize that their quarterbacks go on to be really good in the pros, but can't win them a national title. I'm sure that's really Fair. making them feel better right now, but hire Lincoln Riley, someone please Murph jump in. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'm not really overthinking it. I think or have they even said who's going to end up starting for the Niners this week. Has that been do – we, do we know who's playing quarterback for them? My guess is it's Mullins or Beathard. Be Mullins. I mean, to me, they're the same. They, they're the exact same. They're, it's like one's in the game, and I, I'm like, oh, is that three or four? They look the same. Yep. Uh, one team's dead. The other one's fighting for a playoff spot. I'm taking the Cardinals. I want the over, too. Come on, Ryan. Five for five? Uh No. Ooh, Ooh, spicy. I'm I'm taking the 49ers and and I don't know if they're going to win the game. I'm just, I just don't think Arizona covers this again, late, late season against a veteran, well-coached, really good 49ers team. I think that they could play it spoiler here, or at least come close to doing it. Uh, 49ers last week, really, really weird game against Dallas where the uh 49ers just turned the ball over all the time and they basically handed that game to Dallas. But at the end of the day, you look at the stats and 49ers like doubled up, doubled Dallas in yards. I mean, it was just, it was dominant other than just handing good field position to Dallas. So, you know, I'm the difference between, I mean, I think CJ Beathard's playing. The difference between Beathard and um, Mullins isn't that big. Um, Maybe Kittle's back this week. Who knows? If Kittle's back, then I'm going to like my pick even more. Um, and the, and honestly, I just don't trust. Why would they bring Kittle back? Kittle's an animal. Yeah. Yeah, but, but come on, take a chill out. Come on. But he, there's there's rumors yeah. he's coming back. But but either way, George, I, I don't trust Arizona. I mean, Arizona's a young team. They're very up and down. They have some really bad games. Yeah. Arizona's defense has really improved, but for whatever reason, Arizona's defense kind of keeps t- other teams in games and at the end of the game you know it's i just don't i, I don't trust that that defense and i think i, I think san francisco keeps this really close and, and i'm thinking san francisco so two notes on this before we move on the first note is the most underrated defensive player in football this year has been Hassan reddick and i just want like that guy deserves some love that guy over the past month or six weeks has been I mean, the five-sack game, obviously, I understand, right? That's unbelievable. That guy's been consistently in the backfield for the for the last four to six weeks. I mean, he's been unbelievable. That guy deserves some love. Um, the, the one thing I will say about San Francisco is I just want to know what the status of their injuries are. Who's playing running back? Because Mostert got hurt, right? So Jeff it's, your third, it's your third-string quarterback. It's your fourth-string running back. 
Which one of Ayuk and Debo are playing? Is Kittle playing? Like, come on, man. Like, you know, I, I understand. Shanahan is such a good coach that he has gotten, like, this team is so respectable when they should just be flat garbage. I, I mean, I find it unbelievable. I hate picking against Shanahan, but that offense, it's like, it, it's like you're scrolling down the depth chart and you're like, what number are you on this list? Do you know what their status is, Ryan? With all, well, I don't think Mostert's playing. Kittle may be back. Again, I mean, I, I don't think there's a big difference between Beppert and Mullen. No, no, I don't either. In, in the I don't either. question earlier, I don't think Rosen steps in the field. <laughs> Can but, someone tell me Kittle's first name? It's George, right? George. Yeah, I'm George, battling yeah. with it in my head. George, okay. George, George, yeah. Well, we spent way too much time on this game. Glenn, so I'm yeah. jumping into <laughs> I'm jumping in to move this on, move this forward. So we've Little. come to the Indianapolis Colts are visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are getting a point and a half at home over under is 44 and a half. We talked about this before the podcast. Is this what the first time in half decade that Mike Tomlin has been an underdog at home with Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback. It's it's got to be close. I wish we had a research team because I wish I knew. Ryan, honestly, are the Steelers bad? I don't know about bad. I mean, they, they've had a weird situation the last this whole season. They've been in Baltimore, where it is hard. I mean, you're not getting a lot of practice time, but you know they they don't look good. And the, and the thing that worries me about the Steelers is. They, I think Ian said it earlier, where they're pretty one-dimensional. This offense, right now, this offense can't run the ball. They can't throw it deep. So all they're doing is they're hitting these these, these short little passes, and it just it doesn't get it done. And I, I don't think it, I can't remember the last time a Pittsburgh team was second to last in rushing in the entire league, um, which is obviously something that's got to change going into next year. But I mean, and. and and, and to be fair, in today's NFL, it is hard to pile up rushing yards when your quarterback is a statue. But, you know, 80 yards a game is is not good for, for a Pittsburgh team for if, if, if all you're rushing for is 80 yards a game. So, I don't know. The Pittsburgh offense is very, very worrisome. Their defense is injured. You know, they got some injuries, but, but they still hold their own. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think Pittsburgh's bad, but they might have been the worst 11-0, the worst 11-0 team I've ever seen. So are they covering this week? No, I, I'm taking Indian. This week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking, I, I just can't. I, I can't pick the Steelers. I, mean, I Indianapolis. You know they got a good defense. And again, I, I just said that you know Pittsburgh can't run the ball. Pittsburgh has, has is recently having a lot of trouble throwing it deep. So all they do is they hit these little these little short little passes. Well, what team has really really good coverage linebackers? The Colts, right? Well, Greeky, really good coverage linebacker. Leonard, really good ever. coverage, really good coverage linebacker. So, you know, I, I can see a path to Pittsburgh winning this game, but I I have no I have no faith in it. So I've taken the Colts. I think they'll they'll win. Um I'll probably take the under in this game, but um, you know, I it, it is an interesting thing when you talk about Pittsburgh and the running game because I've I've never seen a Pittsburgh team as bad at running the ball as they are. So you know, so now it's something where they got to figure out, hey, do we go and draft somebody next year? Or because, I mean, to me at this point, it's, it's pretty clear James Conner's gone. So, yeah. um, so I don't know. I mean, it's there's big issues in Pittsburgh, and I, and I don't know how they fix it in two weeks. Murph, are you betting against Tomlin? Not allowed to. I really want <laughs> to, 
but I'm not allowed to bet against the Steelers. So I'm taking the Steelers. But if I were to take the Colts, I would say that the Steelers are kind of on a downturn at the worst time you possibly can be in one during the season. And it doesn't bode well for a bunch of guys that, like I said two weeks ago, live on Twitter and have to get roasted for it all day. So Or TikTok. Or TikTok, either way. Whatever one, whatever one they're on, they're getting roasted on it. And, hey, like I said, build your brand. Go do whatever you want. But I'm taking the Steelers even though I don't want to. So I'll take the over two and here we go. Holmes. Um, I'm just I'm just checking something right now, and and if I'm, is it Juju's TikTok? If I'm, if, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't follow him. I told you that guy cost me a, a spot. You have TikTok? Finals. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. My I, I follow, What? I, I follow for like bartenders, recipes, things like that. It's really cool. For you for work in like construction. That. What the hell are you, you talking about? I don't fall like I don't I don't do anything on it. I don't I pull, I just I go to like the 15 like chefs and bartenders I follow and. It's kind of cool. That's it. Oh, you're 30. All right, can we talk football, please? Listen, <laughs> I, I just checked. James Conner was a full participant in practice this week. Now, my whole thing, and I think someone brought it up last week too, were the Bengals, or sorry, Bengals, were the Steelers playing, you know, little coy, little protective, thinking, hey, we're playing the Bengals this week. Maybe we rest Conner, get him ready for next week, give Snell the carries. And, and obviously that did not work out. I think if, if Connor plays in this game, that definitely helps. It changes things. If Juju doesn't dance on the logo, maybe that helps things as well too. But Ryan, you said it best. Like they can't, they can't throw the ball deep. I mean, everything is, you know, slants and, and 10 yard ins and dig routes to like Deontay Johnson. Right. So you got two great defenses. You have um, what I would have considered when I've chirped some of the other teams, a fake team in 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 pittsburgh but with all this said and done at the end of the day i'm i'm still going with pittsburgh and 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 i think the only reason for me is what the colts showed me early at least in the first half in their game of houston last week phenomenal great defense doing great things i love it second half i mean they end up you know securing it and getting the w but they they let houston walk back into that game and that's a team that is as good as deshaun watson is top five quarterback that that is a team that should not be doing that against that defense. I'm going Pittsburgh. So, huh? He is going to stop dancing. He's already come out and said it. Technically, Pittsburgh still has a number one defense in the NFL. However, a lot of those stats over DVOA have been accumulated when Bud Dupree and Devin Bush were in the lineup. Their offense is awful. It's awful. And this indie defense is awesome. Legit. It's legit. Pittsburgh should not win this game. There's no trend saying that they're going to win this game. So they're going to win the game. I got Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course. So I love the Colts. I love DeForest Buckner. I think DeForest Buckner was the single biggest Pro Bowl snub of anyone. And and we can get into Evan Ingram making it all out of the nonsense, but DeForest Buckner. Evan the Ingram second. made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's Why? the second. Buckner's the second best tackle in football. If you watch the Colts a lot, look at how often that dude is in the backfield. It, I mean, it's unbelievable. 
He may not always get the stacks, the sacks or the or the stats or anything like that, but he blows up the game. Obviously, as you guys talked about, this could come down to how Pitt runs the football. But my biggest concern is this: is that Ben looks zapped. He looks at like Peyton did in 2015, and when when that happened, Peyton was able to ride a generational defense to a Super Bowl. I'm just not sure Pittsburgh's at that level, particularly without but on the other side of TJ Watt, I have concerns about rivers too. And I think this is a matchup of two quarterbacks who honestly shouldn't be in the league next year. And my concern is, you know, Tom's talked about how Houston crawled back into the game and why that happens because rivers runs out of gas. And I love that he's sort of started to find T Y and that part of the game plan is rolling. It's not just Pittman. Um, But I think that Colts offense is a little better than we give it credit for. If this was a normal non-COVID game and it's in Pittsburgh and it's snowing and that crowd's going crazy, I like Pittsburgh in a tight, gross, sloppy game. But I think when it's basically a pick'em, and by the way, it's the under, when it's basically a pick'em, you have to go with the team that is just exponentially better. And look, it's eight weeks ago, I would say, look, the Colts defense is better, but Ben is better than Rivers. And I'm just not sure we can say that right now. So initially I had the Steelers just because like, are they this bad? How bad can it get? Is Tomlin really not going to have his guys ready? But I just think the Colts are better in almost every facet. So I'm going to ride with the Colts here. I don't like it, but I'm going to ride with the Colts here. Speaking of not liking it, but having to ride with it anyways, the Philadelphia Eagles are visiting the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are getting two points at home. The over-under is 49 and a half. Ian, I'm throwing right back to you, buddy. Who do you got? I'm not totally sure why the Eagles are favored here. Um, I'm just not. I mean, it's an away <laughs> game. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Dallas this is sucks. a pick. Well, no, Dallas sucks, but so does Philly. So, I mean, yes, Jalen Hurts makes that team better. But, again, they were playing the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, of course it was going to get better. It wasn't going to get worse. So, I don't know why Dallas is, favor- is, is, a, is a home dog. I think Dalton has been, you know, okay. I, I mean, I don't think he's been good. I also don't think he's been Carson Wentz bad. But I think if you're picking Dallas here, you're picking a backdoor cover. And I don't like going back-to-back picking road favorites, particularly when the line is Backdoor cover small. at plus two. That's, that is a tight <laughs> margin for backdoor cover. Well, no, I mean, I think it's definitely in play, right? So, you know, Dalton throws one up to CeeDee Lamb and all of a sudden magic happens and, you know, the the Eagles win by one, you know, or they about to tie the game and they fuck up the two-point conversion, something like that. You know, that that to me screams, you know, how it could go. But again, you know, I like what what Hurts is doing. I think we're seeing signs of life from Jalen Rager, which is encouraging. Um, I like that he's utilizing the tight ends, which Wentz wasn't doing, it felt like. So I'm going to roll with the Eagles here just because it's the holidays, just because it's Tomes, and I'm fully ready to take the L with both the Steelers game and the Cowboys game. Guys, this is a lock. The Eagles are winning this game outright by three points. It's a lock. The reason it's a lock is that they can go into the final week of the season with Washington and New York losing this week to promptly lose to Washington next week. This is an absolute put it in fucking stone lock win. The Eagles are winning this game. 
Washington is also losing. The Giants are also losing just so the Eagles can lose next week. I think Jalen Hurts has been good. I was wrong. I called that Carson Wentz two weeks ago would be back in the game. He was not. So now that I'm picking the Eagles, maybe Tomes wants to jump through a building because now it's like Sean's put his just aura all over this team. But this is a lock. The Eagles are winning this by more than two points. Murph, do you agree? Oh, yeah, Tomes. You sit there. You wait. Tomes. How fun is this? This is so much fun. How fun is this? I don't so want to make much, you wait anymore. So much fun. I'm taking the Eagles too. I yes. I, I like rooting for Hurts, man. He's yeah, I like it. Good dude. He's fun to watch. I like I'm taking the Eagles. And, and the Ryan? over, I guess. I'll do the over, sure. Oh, the, oh, the, the over is coming in for sure, too. Yeah, I'll do the, the, the over. I'll in. do that one. Ryan, what about you? I'm taking the Eagles, and it's mostly because I think Dallas sucks. I and I think Hurts has played well. And I don't, I don't think Vayner Rush is playing. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like the negative guy here, but you know, I mean, Hurts is fun to watch. But I, I don't think it's been Hurts as much as what having Hurts in the lineup it does and how it changes that offense. Because now all of a sudden they're running more options. There's more Sanders. play action. There's more screens. And you know he he in the, the offensive line sucks, so he's he's really good at buying time. He's good. Alshon Jeffrey's catching the footballs again. All of, apparently, Alshon Jeffrey's been playing the last couple. Yeah, of years. So, uh, Tom's. It's not your turn yet. Yeah, so so like to me, what like what Hertz has done, and for whatever reason, I mean, you could almost put this on the coaching staff as much as on anybody else, yep. as much as on Wentz. Yes. But all of a sudden, they they go from Wentz to Hertz, and they change their offense, and now they're better. So why didn't they just change their offense with Wentz? Maybe because he doesn't move all that as well as Hurts, but I mean, like to me, as a a little bit of a um, Hurts questioner <laughs> going into his NFL career, mm. I there's there's whole there's not a whole lot that's changed in terms of what I think. I think Hurts is a when Hurts came into the league, I thought he was kind of a a poor man's Lamar Jackson, and you know I kind of still think that's where he is because I really don't think he's that great of a passer. For the record, the team got better because Wentz is terrible. Like the reason they couldn't flip the offense, this offense with Wentz is because Agreed. Wentz is because Wentz is Agreed. garbage. But I mean, uh, and again, like, like like to me, Hertz has played well. I mean, he's played really, really he well. Is. And by he's the way, Wentz played better than I thought. But there is still a lot of things there with his, you know, fifty-four percent completion percentage and stuff like that, where I'm like, you know. He he's gonna be Lamar Jackson ish. Can he be as good as Lamar Jackson? That's what we'll see. But the but Eagles I think have done, I, the Eagles have done a really good job of doing what Baltimore did and changing their offense, just like Baltimore did for Lamar Jackson. I Let him get in weapons, here. Ian. He's, he's I do dying. know. I know he's dying, and this is partly why I'm doing it. I, I do think this is why the weapons matter, though. And Hertz is gonna get better as the weapons get better. And if Hertz is your is guy next year, is he though? <laughs> I mean, I'm I think so. I mean, look, I if think you he's 50, okay. If you have a 54% completion percentage throwing to you, me, and Dupree, chances are, like, I'm not the only problem. So, I, again, I'm completely with you on everything hurts, but let's get, let's, can we get the guy, like, get the, one receiver? Hold on. I don't think you, me, and Dupree is fair to that, that offense, okay? Ertz, Goddard, Rager, Jeffrey, Fulgham, like. Jeffrey. It, Alshon oh, Jeffrey. If, if, Alshon. if Alshon Jeffrey, if Alshon Jeffrey ran the forty-yard dash right now, he'd run it in eight. It's seconds. not the Washington Football Team's offensive weapon. I have Terry. I have Terry. I'm good. One. I'm just saying, like you at least have five average, 
average offensive weapons to throw to. I think it was more yeah. on Wentz and the coaching staff you're than this very, is. You're th- very generous with the word average. I'd love to know other things that you think are average. <laughs> I just think that this is more on Wentz and the coaching staff's reluctancy to adjust their game plan and to tr- just be innovative, which was their, honestly, which was their strong suit when they won the title. Tomes, you waited long enough. Let's do this, and then we're going to do the next two quick. So many things. I'll try and get it in quick. One, full goat, not full gun. Um, Two, you said the last time these two teams played, the worst quarterback in the league was playing. You are correct. His name was Ben DiNucci. Um, Three, Jalen Hurts in his first two games has more passing yards, more touchdowns, and no interceptions compared to Tua, Herbert, and Burrow. And four, this team is a lock to win, and they are going to win by two scores. You can put it on the board. Yep. That's it. That's all I want to say. Honestly, I like what they're doing. At the end of the day, there was a lot of things. There There was the reluctancy to adjust for Carson Wentz, and then there was Wentz's inability to, A, get rid of the ball, B, escape the pocket. And obviously we've seen that with, with Hurt so far, he has the ability to escape the pocket and run the ball. Even if it is to get back to the yard, to the line of scrimmage or a yard or two, he made one error in that last game, early in the game, trying to throw the ball away, did it in, in the end zone, costed him uh, a safety. That is a rookie mistake. You can't make you build off. of it. I think at the end of the day, you're right. This Eagles team is still not good. Right, they're 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 going to be a team going into the draft, hopefully with a top ten pick to build off that. But at the end of the day, I mean, Ryan, you said it best. This Dallas team sucks. Like they are hot garbage. Well, if you had the under on fifty episodes for Ian making a dick joke on the podcast, you can cash that in as a winner on his average comment towards me. Appreciate it. But we have two more. Let's power through here, boys. Let's get to the holidays. I, honestly. Before we get to the next two, cheers to everyone here. We're, we're ha- we got a couple of beverages going cheers, on in this cheers. podcast. This is fantastic. We're enjoying every minute of it, but we do understand that there is a shelf life to how long you can listen to the five of us idiots talk. So let's get to the final two games. The Titans are visiting the Packers. The Packers are favored by three at home. The over-under is 56. Boys, nice and easy. Packers are winning this game. Packers winning this game. They are, I know Aaron Jones is questionable. Uh, there is some some issues there. Aaron Rodgers is not losing at home in December after Christmas against the Tennessee Titans. With all that said, though, I'm really, really impressed with the Tennessee Titans, and I do, am a bit nervous about their run game against the Green Bay Packers defense. But with all of that said, they do not have any corners. They don't have any safeties. I'm trusting Aaron Rodgers at home in that spot, minus three. Ryan, do you agree with me, yes or no? I do not. I'm taking Tennessee. Because, wow. I mean, we're talking about a Sunday night in December. Who on that Packers defense is going to want to tackle Derrick Henry? Nobody. <laughs> in, my, in minus 20-degree weather in, in Green Bay. So I, I, think, I think he's going to run wild. The, the only – I mean, obviously, I think Green Bay is a good team. But I think this is going to be a shootout. I don't know how you don't take the over, even though the over-under is very high. But it's still going to be an absolute shootout. But to me – the only way that that I think would would make me worried about my pick is if Green Bay gets up early and forces Tannehill to throw. Although Tannehill's played a lot better recently, but I think this is just Tennessee cold weather, run the ball, 
Derrick Henry. Nobody can tackle him. He's going to have a big game. Murph, I haven't heard your voice in a while. Chime in. Who do you got, Titans or Packers? Uh, I'm not going to overthink this one. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. I, I like Rodgers at home, especially this late in the season. You know, they're, they're going to want to try to shore up being the number one team in their conference. I like the over two. 56 is a lot, but these yeah, two teams yeah, like to score. Tomes, who do you got? I think even if, if the over was like 59 or 59 and a half, I'd still take it. Or 69. For oh, 69, you know what, Murph? Take I'd it. still take it because I like that fun. That's why. <laughs> I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Uh, Derrick Henry uh, solidifies his way into having another rushing title this year. Uh, I have him for also stiff arming someone directly into a dirt again this week, because why not? He loves doing that, but Rogers at home, December. I mean, there's just always something magical about it. Uh, give me green Bay. Give me the over in this one. Sign us off with this one again. Watching Yair Alexander and AJ Brown is going to be must see TV. Like watching those two. I mean, I, I love A.J. Brown, but Alexander's been a damn beast. So watching that, I think, is going to be good. But I think that also affects how Tennessee plays, right? I mean, A.J. Brown's obviously a massive part of that, um, a massive part of that offense. I think, too, is, you know, as a result, you're going to see a lot of Corey Davis on Kevin King. So I, I kind of like I kind of like a Janu game here for for people that are either in the finals or, uh, you know, daily fantasy people. I like a big Janu game. Here's the thing, you know, I, Rogers, I thought last weekend's Carolina was good enough to win. He kind of took the second half off because Carolina couldn't score. Um, but I kind of like a bounce back for him to sort of get rolling. And, you know, Devontae Adams is the best re- the best receiver in football. I- I'm not sure they have anyone that can cover him in Tennessee. You know, they got a lot of they don't. corners. <laughs> you know, no, but they have a lot of corners, but they don't have like a shutdown guy like um, that you need to cover someone like Devontae. So I like a bounce back for the Green Bay offense as a whole, Aaron Jones included, assuming he plays. Um, but I think it'll be fun. I mean, I love rooting for Tennessee. I mean, it's hard not to like that offense, hard not to like the Tannehill story, but I got Green Bay here. This is my favorite game of the week, by the way. The, the, Titans, Packers, the T- Titans Packers game is going to be fantastic. Just make sure you tune in, please. It's going to be great. The final game of the holiday season is the Buffalo Bills visiting your dad's old New England Patriots. The Patriots are plus seven at home in primetime against the Buffalo Bills. Ian, do you see what I'm doing here? See that? Washing that Bill Belichick right off of me. See that? That's what you tried to do six weeks ago. So I'm going to jump right back to you. Are you washing Bill Belichick off of you for a Monday night game where they're getting seven points at home? Or are you going to take the Bills? So let's just say for fun, that Josh Allen has a tough game, which hasn't happened often. The guy's having an unbelievable year. I think his completion percentage is up to like 68%. I'm sorry, those are superstar quarterback numbers. And if that's the type of season he's going to have, we need to start talking about him as a Super Bowl, as a, sorry, as a superstar quarterback. And as someone that honestly is in the MVP conversation, he shouldn't win, but he's in the conversation. Um, my, my question is, even if that he has that down game, can the Patriots even score enough points to matter, right? I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. If it, let, let's say Allen, you know, let's say the Bills only score 21 points. Can the Patriots realistically score 14? And I'm asking that. I'm asking that because 
every time I love Cam Newton. Cam Newton is the greatest college player I ever saw. Post COVID, Cam's been tough. It's been really tough. And every time he throws the ball, it looks like it hurts his body. Like it, it, it looks like he's in pain. There's so much tension and stress that goes into throwing the football. I'm just not sure the page. So again, let's say, let's say, you know, the dot, you get the Dawson Knox touchdown, you get a running touchdown. And then let's say, you know, maybe Diggs gets one. Can the Packers score 14 or can the Patriots score 14 points? I, I just don't know. I I'm taking the under because again, I don't see how the Patriots can score enough points. And obviously I'm taking the bills. I t- I'm just going to jump in really quick guys. And then we'll move on. I, I told myself I, I had a lot of notes on this, even though I, I told you guys, I, I didn't really research, but as we were kind of going through this, I, I was thinking about the bills and the Patriots game, but I told myself as a Christmas gift to Ian, I was fading him in this game, no matter what happened. So I'm going to take the Patriots at home plus seven. I just, good luck. And, and I'm good with it. I just, I know that I just said, wash the Belichick off of you. And as you look at it, now that they're out of the playoffs, they should lose and then go into next week's game and kill all Jets fans' hopes and lose again. I just think they're going to cover. I do. At home, Monday night against the Bills. But I'm asking, though, I'm asking, it's a genuine question. And I want to ask, I want to ask Ryan this question Can the Patriots score? Can they score enough to hang? Patriots? I, I personally don't think so. And, and, honestly, and if they and can, think, who is scoring? Jared Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think it's Jared Stidham time. I mean, I, they got to see what they have in him. So I think he got I two agree. games. I think he'll be in it at some point in the next two games. And I think to me, to me, I, I'm taking Buffalo in this game. I'll probably take the under, although Buffalo can score a lot. But New England's defense will maybe hang him in there a little bit, but. I think Buffalo is going to be so fired up for this game because, you know, they're, this is a chance. I don't know. Have they locked up the division yet? Yes. Yeah. So, so now, you know, they got this game and then they got next week, which may or may not be for, you know, third, fourth seed or whatever it is, but this is their statement game. This is, Hey, we're, we're taking over for new England. We're showing up and we're going to absolutely, you know, we're, we're arrived. (laughs) We're, We're showing up. So I think, I think this is Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to come out absolutely fired up for this game. I don't think New England, New England can keep up with them. And like I said, I think it's it's time for Jared Stidham. I agree on the Stidham thing. The one thing I will say about the Patriots before we move to you guys is, remember, Stephon Gilmore is out for the year. So I like J.C. Jackson a lot. He ain't ready for Stephon Diggs, man. How many picks does he have? Like 12 this year? It's crazy what he's doing. Tomes. I'm going to let you go, and then Murph, we're going to end with you. Are we going four against one, Bills versus Patriots? You're, yeah. So you're going the Bills. Yeah, Stephon Diggs and those those fans that make me want to shout all day with the Bills. I, I'm, I'm all about it. Meeting it up. We got, what, this is the first time in 20 years the, the Pats are going to finish with a losing record, and the first time since when Miami won the division in 08. So happy for the Bills. Nice to see it. It was so cool watching that video of Alan coming off the, the, the flight with all the fans just lined up for miles there, right? And it was nice to see. Good for that team. I, I think I think they have no problem doing this in, in prime time. Give me the Bills. I'll stick with everyone else, though, and, and take the under. Murph, we made it here. I, it's, it's time for you to give your final pick 
of 2020. And the reason that I'm drawing this out is I do want to just double check that the Bills did clinch the division. They have. They did. They did. Because I thought Miami at nine and five, maybe they tied record. Me, go ahead, go ahead, Murph. Shut the fuck up, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Ryan. I think they're going to take a victory lap here. Um, not just that. I mean, I love Cam, but Cam Newton, when he's not having fun, is good point. Not good at football. As much as it sucks to say, and as much as it sucks to watch, I just. When he's not having fun, it is not good. I, I think we see Stidham in this game. I, I don't even know that he gets – I don't even know that we finish the first half without seeing him. I, I think the Bills are going to take a victory lap. I think they're going to run it up. I'm taking the over in the Bills. Well, boys, we made Wait, it. one question. Do we see – do you think we see Stidham? I'll ask all of you this question. Do we see Matt Barkley because the score is so – because the Bills are killing them so much? I'll go first. No on Barkley. Stidham should start. He won't, but we will see Stidham. And he will lead them to a cover for the boys. Or Do the we boy. see Matt Barkley? Maybe, Do we see Matt Barkley, maybe, Ryan Colo? Maybe, maybe in Matt week Barkley? seven. Maybe in week 17. Yeah, week 17. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't think that this week though. No, no, no. I mean New England defense can still play. So yeah, okay. I mean, I I think New England's defense might keep him in it. But again, I think I think Buffalo is gonna be absolutely fired up. Just make a statement this week. Yeah, put them to bed. They're already put to bed. Here we are. I'm super to bed. But it means more for the Bills than any other team. For sure, 100%. For sure it does. But they already beat the Pats. So this isn't like we need to beat them because we haven't beaten them in 25 years. But I just mean to to shit on them at home in week 16, at the end of December, this means a lot I'm not saying I love my pick. I just said as as a gift to the fans, I have to go against you. And I'm happy that I'm the only one on the Pats. That's a win, baby. That's a freaking win. It's a win for all of us, I know. But but we made it. It's been a great year. We're almost at 50 episodes. So I want to quickly go around the horn here. I know you all have been a part of this pod, this podcast, so you can't pick ones that we've been a part of. Tom's going to ask you first. What's your favorite pod from the, from the stands that you have heard and why? So many great ones covering, you know, uh, array of sports. But for me... Maybe a little bit biased. Um, Kyle Bukoskis, I thought that was a great episode. I was really fired up when you guys did that. Um, listen, love love what what he's been able to do and some of the things you get to hear and see from him on, on Saturday night. And especially with hockey coming back now, man, and with everything locked in, uh, we got a couple good, uh, big weeks to prep for it. And let's not forget, January 13th, Leafs Habs, baby. Let's go, Murph. Yeah, Chris Walder. That guy's the man. I love that he shouted you guys out like an hour ago. And, uh, you know, I want more wrestling on the pod. Let's get more wrestling on here. We did say we'd bring you on to have one with him. So stand by. Ryan, other than obviously listening to yourself, because we all know you love a good Ryan Colville podcast. Is there anything that jumped out to you? Yeah, I mean, my, obviously I'm a hockey guy. So, you know, the, one of my favorites so far is, is, is uh, Mike Landis. I thought Ooh, he was awesome. He's got a great story. And then the other one, too, is Dave Poulin. So, mm-hmm. obviously, two hockey guys. They've got great stories, a lot to say. So, I thought they were, you know, I thought they were great ones. Great guests. Words out of my mouth, Ryan. I've loved every guest that we've had on. We've been very, very lucky, Ian. It's been something we can be thankful for as we head into the Christmas season. So, I want to thank every guest that has come on this podcast, including you three. We're very excited that we get to do this. We're excited to continue doing this as we head into our holiday break and into 2021 ian please 
sign off the podcast one last time for this year. Happy holidays, everyone. First of all, I want to say to you boys, we appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the love. We appreciate you coming on, shooting the shit with us. Like we love you guys. You guys are the best. Um, and again, you know, to everyone out there, have a safe and happy holiday, please. I know it's hard. Try and keep your distance. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Let's get through this. So we can get fans in the stands. We can start talking about that. In